0: everybody, happy Wicked Wednesday and welcome to Shivers. Today we're talking about the psychology behind Halloween. The costumes, the candy, the rituals, how these things and these typical holiday celebrations impact people's psychology, particularly the psychology for kids. Getting started, let's talk about the idea behind real versus fictitious fears. For 364 days of the year, Kids are told that the boogeyman doesn't exist. There's no creature under the bed. There's no person in the closet. And then on Halloween, it is acknowledged that all of these things exist. All of these creatures are roaming about. All of these creatures are there to speak with. And even though it's only for one night, that thought alone can really mess with a child's head, a child's psychology. When uh, children are... Given the idea of Halloween very early, studies have shown if kids are introduced to Halloween before the age of five, that they are susceptible to more bad behavior. For example, there was a study done where they had adults sitting in one room and children sitting in another. In the kids' rooms, there was a bowl of candy on the table with a note that said, please just take one. And next to that bowl, there was a bowl of money. 98% 98% of the kids in that room took more than one piece of candy. Children who were under the age of five who were introduced to Halloween at before that age, 33% of them ended up taking money from that bucket as well. So there is a little bit of a link behind bad behavior and early Halloween tradition, celebration, whatever you may call it. I think it's very interesting that that's the fact, but maybe it's not necessarily the end all be all truth. There's also the idea behind costumes. What costumes you wear and what that actually means. So <clears throat> this goes for children and adults alike. If you are wearing something that is maybe ghostly, vampire-esque, monster-esque, these themes are going to be very similar to those themes of horror movies. So very similar of If you're dressing like a vampire, it may be representative of manipulative emotions and relationships of lust and love. If you're dressing as a monster, it's the idea that you want to be the most powerful person in the room, but are different. So the same way that horror movies reflect certain behaviors and mentalities is the same way that costumes act in that same manner. For people who are wearing gore and the macabre, many young people are fascinated by gore and strangeness and monsters. The idea of a child wearing Frankenstein's monster's mask symbolizes the idea of science going bad and what happens when a man plays God. Vampires, again, symbolize those repressed sexuality and emotions, and dressing up in that character in that way isn't Example of expressing those repressed emotions in a quote-unquote way. Pretending to be a monster on Halloween can also give a child a sense of control and power. Two things that children do not normally have a lot of. Developmentally, children have to address and work through various fears and problems as they grow up. And pretending to be a monster certainly makes monsters or whatever fears or challenges may be there a little less scary and unsettling. When a child dresses up as a monster, he or she is using their imagination to proactively gain confidence and a greater sense of mastery in the world. For princesses, this is very interesting because it is mostly for young females or females just in general in particular. Children tend to pick costumes that personify their gender roles and this is certainly the case for many little girls who are fascinated with and enthralled by princesses. It's even in our vocabulary for girls to be called daddy's little princess. Some parents are concerned that our culture is overly obsessed with body image and appearance and encouraging little girls to dress up like princesses only feeds to the problem. This is also representative in that people who are dressing up like princesses because there is Anna and Elsa and Cinderella and Snow White and all of these characters That because there are so many of them, it is also a way of fitting into a social group, a peer group. And that's why a lot of people do it as well. For heroes and villains, people dressing up as Spider-Man, Batman, Thor, Wonder Woman, Superman, etc. These are some of the most popular Halloween costumes in general. Developmentally, children like superheroes as much as they do because they can identify with the simple and concrete message that there is good and bad in the world. Up until about 10 years old, children are black and white traditionally in their thinking and can't process or understand more than some abstract aspects to people and overall behavior. For example, over older children and adults can appreciate the complexities of Batman, a, a person who's losing their parents and has a lot of money and wants to do good but also has their own problem, and his vigilante approach to justice. But your five-year-old just wants to see Batman throw the Joker in jail because Batman is good and the Joker is bad. Police officers and firemen costumes are also popular with children who have internalized the message that it's good to be good. Being a villain gives a child freedom in their imagination to be playful with the idea of being good or bad. Children are curious about villains and bad guys. They know that they are not supposed to be mean or bad or evil, so they wonder what makes them that way. This is perhaps why Darth Vader is always around on Halloween. Children who like Star Wars know that Vader is a bad guy to be feared, but they also know his backstory and what makes him somewhat of a sympathetic character. Ask any young Star Wars fan if Anakin is good or bad and the child will most likely say that he is good. Ask that same child if Darth Vader is good or bad and he or she will most likely say that Vader is bad. When you ask a young child to elaborate on why Anakin became Vader, he or she will have trouble explaining things. That's because younger children do not possess that intellectual resource to fully comprehend the emotional conflicts of this character. Costumes with guns, swords, and other weapons. This is the last type of costume that we'll talk about today. This is tricky. Given the numerous mass shooting tragedies in the U.S. in recent years, more and more parents are concerned about the presence of guns in their children's play and Halloween costumes. Even something as simple as just a, a water gun as a piece of decoration. Little boys, however, are just as enthralled in these types of costumes than they ever have before though. Evolutionary psychologists have argued that children's fascination with weapons <coughs> excuse me, may be deep seated in the human experience and psyche. Humans were once hunters and gatherers, and children are just playing out what is now in our DNA their survival instinct as primitive man. Some psychologists insist that a young boy's interest in guns, swords, cannons, and other sorts of weapons actually represents the need for assertion and uh, phallic symbolism as a normal phase of development. These are the psychologies, studies behind costumes for pretty much all ages. All of these things will be Seen, no matter how old you are, no matter how young you are. But that's just some of the psychology behind Halloween. You also have all of the actual religious meanings behind Halloween, the history of true Halloween, why we celebrate it, where it came from, and people still dressing up, people still doing the traditions today, not knowing their sick, backgrounds you know most of the we'll talk about the history of horror of uh, Halloween next week but you know a lot of the celebrations are rooted in sacrifices and killing people in fearing for witches and yet we still celebrate we still walk outside and embrace the day that it is embrace the macabre I'm all for it (laughs) but uh, I just find it incredibly interesting that there are So many deeper meanings and deeper layers to this holiday and to this meaning behind the day as well. Thank you for listening to today's Wicked Wednesday. Check out the Shivers social pages, including the newest page through Universal Paranormal Plus, to see some of my Halloween haunt reviews for this year and last year, along with more episodes of Shivers in general. Be sure to be part of the Shivers meetup page to see all of the events and be part of more conversations like this. And don't forget, if you're a fan of reading, burn her down. My book is available on Amazon and is free for anyone using Kindle Unlimited. Enjoy.